Life Audio. Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity, and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I'm excited to have Bonnie Gray with us. Bonnie is a soul care mentor and the author of Breathe, 21 Days to Stress Less and Transform Chaos to Calm, Whispers of Rest, Finding Spiritual White Space, and Sweet Like Jasmine, an ECPA 2022 Christian Book Award finalist. Having healed from PTSD, Bonnie is passionate about helping thousands of listeners detox stress and flourish in emotional wellness with God's love through soul care, Bible study, and prayer. Bonnie is a trusted voice writing for Proverbs 31, Christianity Today, and Relevant Magazine. She's also the host of Breathe, the Stress Less podcast. Take Bonnie's soul care quiz to learn which area of wellness you're missing at soulcarequiz.com. She enjoys hiking and eating waffles with her husband and two teenage boys in Silicon Valley. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung hero of her king and country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Welcome, Bonnie. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Dr. Lauren. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you wrote about your own stress response during that first year of the pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about that story and how that experience has changed you? Well, you know, I just thought that the pandemic was just going to last a little bit. That's what we were all told. So (laughs) I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't even that stressed about it. I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to do like the commuting, the driving, dropping off the kids to school. Mm -hmm. Um, But as the week stretched into months, my hair started falling out. My body started responding to the stress, even though in my mind I was being very strong. You know, I have two teenage boys and they're very up and down. Mm-hmm. And my husband was at home, which he never worked from home before. And then I actually had a book deadline as an author. Um, listeners can think of, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is that you do. You know, I had to try to do that thing on top of all the different hats I was wearing. And plus, everybody was emotionally just the stressing head. out. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt I was the shock absorber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, as the mom, I just felt like I couldn't stress out. I couldn't express like my own stress. So, um, I just, you know, 
worked hard to get everything done and just go with the flow, learn as much as possible while I was, you know, in fear myself of what it would mean to get COVID and wearing a mask. I had to be the one to go to the grocery store. Nobody else would. (laughs) It's like, right. You know, so anyhow, I guess Dr. Lauren, I didn't know that I was so stressed out until my hair started falling out. I started getting a rash. And so, you know, I am the soul care mentor, Mm. right? I have a podcast where I talk about wellness. (laughs) I've written four books, just like you talked about. Yeah. I know what I should do, but my body was reacting to the stress. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting that you say that because I see a lot of specifically good Christian women who have this lay down your cross, deny yourself and follow Jesus kind of a mentality, which is all really good. But if you do that to the point where you're internalizing and you're not processing, it does come out. There's this saying in naturopathic medicine, the body weeps tears, the eyes cannot shed. And so then it begins to come out in other ways. So um, what would you say to someone who thinks that soul care is a selfish thing to do? How would you respond to them? Yeah, that is the first thing people ask me, Bonnie, I want to learn about soul care. It sounds great. But it sounds like it's just self-care. It's like so unspiritual, secular. Mm -hmm. That's the first question. And second, they'll say, but I feel guilty. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't need, I'm already overwhelmed. Like for me to just take out time, that means somebody else in my family or somebody at church where I'm doing a ministry, somebody else is going to have to lose out. And so these are the two main questions with self-care and soul care. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned is that the world describes taking care of yourself as self-care. But when we, as believers, we do it with Jesus. Yes. And based on his scripture, Mm -hmm. and this is very key. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, come to me, those who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And it's interesting. He doesn't say rest for your body, but he says rest for your soul. The soul is very important because the soul is what the psalmist describes as your inner being, the inner person, your personality, what stresses you, what refreshes you, what you like, what you don't like. And everyone's threshold is different. So during the pandemic and even now post pandemic, you know, a lot of times we forget that when we are being strong, God gives us the grace so we can take care of everybody else. But God doesn't expect us to do that indefinitely. Because just like a soldier, he doesn't experience panic attacks when he's on the battlefield, when he's being strong, taking care of everybody else. He experienced panic attacks and his trauma, whether it's emotional or physical, when he comes back home, when he is safe. So I just want to lift that guilt from our listeners' hearts and minds that you know, when we had to be strong, we did it. Mm-hmm. And praise God, you did a great job, listeners, fellow, you know, brothers and sisters. But God said, it's time for you to take care of yourself. So whether we're experiencing emotional symptoms of stress or physical symptoms of stress like me, it's it's not that we did anything wrong. It's saying you were strong. That's great. But now God says, come to me. You're weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. And that's why it's very unique. That's why soul care and is, is self, excuse me, soul care is spiritual because Jesus is saying, I want you to do what is restful for you. Yep. Yep. And so it's different. Everyone has a different um, way to relax. And so our initial thought is that it's selfish because 
we don't get that message. We don't get that message that your wellness is important. Your, your wellness is important to God. It's interesting in that same verse, come to me, those who are weary and heavy laden. Notice that Jesus doesn't say, come to me positive, come to me cheerful, come to me without complaints. No, it's quite the opposite. So emotionally, all those things that I kind of held on to during the pandemic, because, you know, everybody's already so afraid. Um, It's not appropriate for me to tell my kids, okay, I'm really afraid too. So what what we learn is that it's just a natural way of caring and releasing our emotions. God has different ways in our nervous system to release that emotion. So as believers, self-care is really soul care. It's caring and nurturing the person that God created you to be. Totally. Yeah. And I love the the verse that comes, that comes to my mind is cast your burdens on him because he cares for you. And um, so often I, it's occurred to me on a number of occasions that when I start to feel like I'm overwhelmed and I'm doing too many things, maybe I really am. Maybe there's too many things on my plate that he hasn't placed there, but I also have to stop and remind myself, hold on, I'm hooked up to an infinite power source. I have all of the energy that I need that he, he's going to give me everything I need in order to function. I can relax. And that even in the moment, even when there's too many things going on, I suddenly feel that burden lifted from my shoulders when I'm conscious of the fact that he's there and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Absolutely. I love that. So, and, yeah, and that's kind of the three-step rhythm that I talk about in breathe, because the first step is breathing in God's truth. What you're describing is what is what is the word of encouragement that God wants to give us personally? Personally, what is that? So when you talked about, okay, cast my burdens on God, He cares for me. Okay, let me let me just talk about what are all those burdens that are on my heart, my mind, Jesus, this is what's happening. So breathing in the truth and then breathing out our stress. But then we also want to take action because notice Jesus says, learn from me. You know, in Matthew chapter 11, when he says, come to me, he says, learn from me and you will find rest. So there's an action we want to take. We don't just stop at reminding ourselves of the truth. We want to take action. Jesus himself says, we need to find rest it takes action, prioritizing what steps can we take that God is saying, you know, you can prioritize that time for yourself to take better care of yourself. Yeah. So give us some ideas, like some examples of things that you can do to take care of yourself. What are some of your favorites? Yeah. I think that for emotional rest, because there's four different areas And that's what the soul care quiz is for is just, we're oftentimes overwhelmed in four different areas, emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, physical wellness, and social wellness. Each of us are missing one of those points of wellness when we're stressed out. And so we can be very overwhelmed, like, well, nothing's going to help me. But if we know which area that we're experiencing the stressor, we can focus what is the action. So for instance, when I feel emotionally overwhelmed, meaning all those negative thoughts or worries, that's emotional wellness where we're just all those negative emotions. We are taking care of everybody else. And yet we cannot share what is really burdening us. One way to relieve that is by 
spending time talking to a friend because, you know, Jesus, when he was sharing that verse, he was talking to his 12 disciples. So that is something that was being done together, coming together to rest. And that's the first thing that drops off when we're busy. We're just doing our to-do list. Um, we don't make time to spend time with people that fill us up. Right. So that is one simple way. We got to put it on the calendar. You know what? This week is terrible. I'm so stressed out. Okay. One response, text a friend. Let's go for coffee next week. Maybe this week right now we can't do it, but you need something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Studies show that when we have something to look forward to, it releases serotonin, which is a hormone, a chemical that helps us to lower the cortisol, lower the stress in our body and our emotions. So that's the simple way. Second is I love to journal. Some people don't feel like they can journal is just another thing to add on. But if we simply just write down a note Mm -hmm. about the things that we're stressed about, studies show that when you write out that list, it moves the emotion part of our brain to calm. And it's amazing that doing that will help calm. Yes. And um, I think that one uh, tip, if it's like a physical wellness that you're feeling like, gosh, I'm just so exhausted. Here's something interesting. There's left brain and right brain anxiety. Left brain anxiety gets triggered when we're focusing on problem solving. Mm -hmm. This is what we usually lean into is what can I do to solve this problem? But actually that creates overthinking what's called negative rumination. That's when we can't turn off our worries at night and then can't even sleep or fall asleep well, because those worries just keep filling our minds. Well, the way to turn it off is not by being harsh with ourselves. It's not by telling ourselves, stop worrying. (laughs) This is is one of the top ways to increase our stress is when we're forcing ourselves, shaming ourselves, criticizing ourselves. So the right brain is where the emotional part of our brain is. That's where we feel things. That's where our creative self is. God created our right brain to enjoy um, listening to music or quietness, listening, being outside in nature. The right brain is also where we have our all our creative hobbies that are nurturing. So which part of the brain <laughs> helps us to lower stress it's not the left brain. Studies show it's the right brain that most effectively lowers our stress. So that's a general, really positive gem I always give to uh, people that I do soul care coaching with or people that I'm mentoring on soul care. It's not to think your way out of stress. Mm -hmm. You need to nurture your way out of stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. What is something that you enjoy? That's your hobby. So for me, it's, I take a 10 minute walk in the morning. I go hiking. I never did that before. Um, You know, I was a full-time working person prior to being a mom. I think previously that to check another thing off my list is going to help me. But I've learned that no, actually all it does is just bump up more things to add on my checklist. Every time I do one, there'll be another one that will fill its place. So what I do now is I actually take that 15 minutes in the morning to drive to nearby trail and I go walking. Yeah, it's awesome. 
So that's one of my practices. The other thing is I love to um, play a Chinese instrument called Erhu. It's a Chinese violin. And so I started doing that because when I was having panic attacks, I couldn't go anywhere. And I was like, well, I'm at home so much because I was feeling afraid to go out because my panic attacks were so severe. And then God gave me that verse in Matthew 11. And when Jesus said, learn from me, I said, okay, well, what's something that I can learn? I learned that when we learn something, our brain actually calms down and it switches off the emotional overwhelm. So I said, well, I played violin when I was in grade school. You know, I went to public school. There was a program for learning violin. I said, well, I've always wanted to learn this Chinese violin. And so I started taking lessons and I only told myself I'd try it for one month mm-hmm. because, you know, as a parent, we, we kind of move mountains to help our children to enjoy or explore their hobbies. But why is it then when we become grownups, we feel we don't need any of that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I tried that for four weeks. I said, I'll try for four weeks. And then I got hooked. So you're still doing it. That's awesome. Very cool. So, um, tell me a little bit about what your process looks like for biblical meditation. How do you do that? And what is that like? How does that compare with secular meditation, for example? This one is one of the most powerful go-tos for lowering and stopping anxiety. That's the first question I get whenever I go speak. Women will ask me, Bonnie, I'm so stressed out. Like, how do you stop being anxious? I want something right away. Yeah, yeah for sure. Obviously, you know, we know for healing, it's, it's a journey, it's a process, but something that can help your body right away is biblical mindfulness. And the way to practice it is to do breath work. Now, the secular in our culture right now, that's so popular. There's so many podcasts and apps that help you to be more mindful. But you know what? When I looked at the word breathe or breath in scripture, there's over 1,000 references to breathe and breath. Mm -hmm. God is the originator of breath work. Mm -hmm. True. And in fact, the root word for soul is breath. Mm -hmm. So one way to activate the body's rest response is to breathe in, breathe out slowly. We probably heard this a lot in different articles that we read in our secular culture, but what makes our breathing and mindfulness pop most powerful is that we have the Holy Spirit. So we add a promise from scripture. We breathe in, for instance, you know, when we read, Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. So we say, we can breathe in, Jesus, help me exhale. So inhale, Jesus, exhale, help me. And so every time we are able to do this throughout the day, when you feel stress grip you, breathing in God's word, breathing out his promise. Another one that I love that you talked about, Dr. Lauren, is cast your worries on God for he cares for you. So we can say, breathe in. I cast my worries, Mm -hmm. (laughs) breathe out to you. And then every time I take a breath, every time I exhale, I'll name the worry that's on my heart. So this is a breath prayer. Mm -hmm. This is something that I teach my children um, here in Silicon Valley. It's really, really stressful, competitive, everything is really focused on performance and my kids have test anxiety. And what has been really powerful is teaching them the breath prayer, Jesus, 
breathe in, breathe out, help me. And I ask them to do it three times before they take the test. Just close their eyes. Nobody knows that you're doing it. I say, and it helps them. It really does help them. And it helps me when anytime I have to do something, I have an email that's really stressing me out. I have to reply. I'm not sure how I will do that. Breathe in. Jesus, breathe out, help me. So this breath prayer, biblical mindfulness is based on scripture and it's bringing God into your world. Sometimes we feel like, God, I feel so far from you. Why are you not answering my prayers? Because we're focused on that left brain. We want the answer. And yet Jesus, he wants to invite us to soul rest, Mm -hmm. right? He wants to calm our emotions. He wants to let us know I'm with you. He wants to come into your world. So rather than waiting for God to answer our prayer, we can just bring him into our world. You know, when there's a storm and Jesus got into the boat with the disciples, that's what we want to do. We want to reach out our hand to Jesus and say, Jesus, get in this boat. It's totally terrible here. The storm's like flashing and I'm stressing out. That is casting our care. So this breath prayer is biblical mindfulness. And it's so different from the world's mindfulness, like those mantras that secular mindfulness does, which is, you know, I'm okay. I mean, those things are true, but we want to say, I'm okay because you're with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's God's word that gives it power as opposed to just something that you're saying for sure. So a lot of times kind of along those lines, when I catch myself, I'm thinking of all the things that I have to do. I have to do this and this and this and this and this, and my brain is spinning. And that usually happens at the end of the day when I'm done seeing patients. (laughs) And then like when I'm trying to finish up chart notes and stuff, I've started this habit of taking five minutes. I set an alarm on my phone, close my eyes and I go to my happy place. So sometimes I'll do the, the scripture meditation. Usually if there's something in particular, but it's usually Jesus and I go to a beach or we go to the top of the mountain. And I'm just watching everything around me. And I notice as, as that happens, I can feel the stress leave my shoulders and leave my muscles. And I start to breathe deeper. And it's just amazing how that settles everything and also clarifies where then I suddenly recognize by the time that's done, just five minutes, what do I have to do? What can I put aside? What are the priorities? It basically makes that space for the Holy Spirit to speak. So yeah, I love that. I love that. Really cool. So um, how would you respond to somebody who is really in a place of burnout? What do, what would you suggest for them to try to begin to recover? Well, one of the, and everything that I share for the soul care tips, because they're soul care, not just self-care, I always want to bring in scripture. So there's this wonderful story that I love in scripture where a little girl was lying on her bed and everybody thought she was passed away. She was because there was no breath. There was no breathing from her. And Jesus says, no, let me come in. And he went into the room, sat next to her bed, held her hand. And by the touch of his hand, Jesus says, get up, little girl, get up, little girl. And she got up. And the first thing that he said, so important, Jesus said, give her something to eat. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, get up and do your homework, get up and go do your chores, get up, go feed the people outside the crowd that's outside. Did you know that they have been waiting for you and they've been doing everything for you? You, Go serve them some water, give them some bread. No, (laughs) that's how that's 
that's often how we treat ourselves. We're burned out. What do we do? We, we just work so hard. We're overly responsible and burnout. One big cause is called being overly responsible. You know, listener, are you the kind of person that, you know, if something goes wrong in the people around in your life that you love, do you feel like you're the one that has to pick up the pieces? <laughs> or are you the one that, you know, is focused on making sure everybody's doing okay and the cost to you, you know, you don't even think about it. Well, you're not alone. <laughs> this is the main cause of burnout. It's just, especially as believers, you know, we're, we're so, we want to be loving, we want to be encouraging and we forget Jesus says, you know, you're the first priority. The scripture says comfort. We comfort others with the comfort we first receive ourselves. Yeah. And it's not one time. It's a continual living, just like a beautiful tree planted by waters. You know, scripture describes us as trees. They need continuous watering. So it's okay if maybe for a season you, you, you're just learning now that you need to water yourself. That's the soul care. It's nurturing the soil. So start now. And so burnout, one first place to start is to take time to eat, take time to nourish your body. It's kind of a metaphor. What is it that your body needs? What is it that your body needs? You need to prioritize that. So one technique that I talk about in the book is called the two thing, two things list. Mm -hmm. I practice myself every morning when I get up, I think of what is the one most important thing that I need to do that may be for others, like a responsibility. And it's just one. Now, obviously there are many, but if we were just to pick one, like, okay, if I can get this done for this expectation, this is the most urgent and valuable one. Now it has to take some time. Second, this is so important. What is the one thing that I need for my wellness today that I will do one thing. So that has two things on there. Okay. One thing for yourself, do something loving for your body or emotions. And second is what is something you must do as an expectation. And here's the most important thing. The one that's for you needs to be on the calendar first. So for instance, this morning, I knew I have many different interviews I will need to do today. And I said, the most important thing I need to do for myself is that I need to make sure I have something that I can enjoy and be happy to experience tonight. Mm -hmm. Sure. So tonight I have a date night with my husband. (laughs) I scheduled that. Awesome. Yes. Because it's at the end of the week and it's Friday and it's been a tough week. Something simple that can be done other than a date night um, is that I'm going to have a very nice lunch. Somebody might be thinking that I'm actually going to sit down and have a warm lunch and I'm going to sit outside. I'm in California, so I can put a little parka on me and sit outside. If it's too cold where you live, think of something else that will be pleasurable to you. You can sit, have your lunch, maybe put on your favorite worship song. And it might seem so simple, but you know what? It's radical rest according to the culture. It's almost because it's so simple and maybe so, maybe some people might think it's silly, but because we're doing it with Jesus, he is with us sitting next to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could see him. I always tell our kids that, and you talked about this, Dr. Lauren, is using imaginative prayer. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's picturing Jesus with us in that happy place. 
Totally. And so this is very, very important. When you're burned out, you need to put at the top of the list into your schedule for that day, each day, something. And it could be one mom said to me, Bonnie, I, I, I remember what you told me. I was going, she has an infant. She's like, I was going to go get to the groceries and I saw Starbucks and I said, I would like to have a latte. Yep. And she realized that that wasn't just self-care and the secular, you know, treat yourself. <laughs> it was Jesus wanted to buy me a latte. (laughs) God uses our hands, right? God uses our hands and feet to bring good news to others. But if we don't receive it ourselves, how can we be that river flowing out? How can we be a river to others of peace when we are completely burnt out? Now, this is not, this is not an indictment on anybody. It's saying you're worth it. You're worthy. So you know, picture Jesus, what would he say to you? That's another technique is when we're burned out, I'll guide, a, I'll guide somebody towards that happy place you talk about. And in that place, when you talk about everything that's burning out, what would Jesus want to say to you? And it's always something soothing, calming, reassuring. And the second question I'll say, well, what, what is one thing that Jesus wants to encourage you to do that is nurturing for you. What is that? Just one thing that would just really nurture you now. And it's in that place of imaginative prayer. They will receive that word. Yeah. So as you're talking, I'm thinking of, you know, the analogy of when you're on a plane and the, they, they tell you when the oxygen masks drop, make sure you put yours on first before you help somebody else. Because if you're passed out, you can't help anybody else. And it's exactly the same thing. We have to receive. And then we give out of the abundance of the overflow that he gives back to us. And we should be in that place of overflow. So like we get so blessed that we can bless others as a result of that. But um, have you read the book's boundaries? Do you like those? Or have you uh, read them before? By Henry Cloud. And John Townsend. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was at the beginning of my soul care journey. I love those. I recommend those to so many people. So they've got the boundaries. And it's. I love the fact that it's also Christian-based because so many of, particularly, as I said, believing women, it seems like struggle with this the most. Um, but the idea of I have to do for other people because that's the selfless thing. And then they end up fried, like completely burned out. And so the idea of, Each one of us is supposed to carry our own burdens, but we should share each other's loads. And the fact that those in the Greek are different, we can carry like the tiny little knapsack that we have over our shoulder. But if it's something that's crushing us, that's when other believers need to come around and help you to bear that and recognizing, you know, when somebody else is expecting something from you, is that actually their responsibility and they're putting it on you because that's not okay. And like trying to to tease those things apart was just so mind opening for me and also for a lot of people who struggle, I think with this issue to recognize, because if you're allowing other people to put their, their loads on you, then you are going to end up burned out and being able to distinguish those kinds of things is kind of part of wisdom in this process, I think. Right. So, yeah, that's a very powerful verse that you talk about that we are each to carry our own load, our own burdens. And when very important part of soul care is find out what are the myths mm-hmm. that other people have put on us. Yes. And unfortunately it's toxic because they try to twist and put spirituality in it. So uh, one 
woman that I'm working with, she had, I had said, well, what's one thing you can take off your plate because she has five kids. And she's like, Bonnie, I'm exhausted. I'm like, I would be too. (laughs) You know, what can we take off your plate? She's like, I look at my schedule. There's nothing, Bonnie. I'm serving on Sunday uh, for children's ministry. And then I'm doing scouting on Wednesday. I said, wait a minute. Um, Okay. (laughs) This this Sunday children's ministry, you're already doing children's ministry every day with your five kids. I have two kids. I'm I'm doing children's ministry. Even if somebody has one child, we're doing children's ministry. I mean, does it fill you up on Sunday to serve or do you leave feeling drained. So that's another question we want to ask ourselves. If you're burned out, what energizes you, what depletes you. And if you were to look at that soul care account, you know, what's energizing ads and what depletes, are you coming out negative? So she's like, Oh my gosh, yes. I'm, I'm so exhausted. Whenever I, you know, I get to Sunday, I'm like dreading it because I'm already like at the end of my week. And then I have to go. She's like, but I don't think I should say that. Right, Bonnie. I said, no, why not? I said, Jesus knows how you're feeling. I said, take that off. And so we crafted an email. I helped her because that's scary. We don't have that language. We only hear language of serve, use your talents or else God will take it away. And by the way, that's a myth. And I can come back for another show, but (laughs) that's a myth. And so I said, we're going to write this email. Keep it simple. Uh, God is prompting me to um, stop the season of serving in children's ministry I realize I'm spread too thin. And so um, I won't be able to continue, but I will serve until the end of this month. Good. Excellent. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) So we prayed together and, um, you know, I share this example because many women are listening right now. They're like, oh my gosh, Bonnie, I would love it if I could just let go of this. What is this one thing that you would love to let go? Jesus comes beside you and says, it's okay to rest. Yeah. yeah. And I think so often the Lord leads us by our peace, follow your peace. If you have peace about continuing something, that's probably him. If you want to do it, the more time you spend with him, if your peace grows and you feel good about it, then that's probably the Lord. If you feel dread and you pray about it and you feel more dread, it's probably not him. (laughs) So absolutely. And I think so often many of like well-meaning churches, yes, service is good. But at the same time, I think that message, as you're saying, can get distorted uh, to a lot of people who believe, oh, I must do this. This is what a good Christian would do. And it becomes a checkbox, but it's not necessarily something that God had asked you to do. Maybe it is. I mean, certainly service is a good thing, but yeah, it's an individualized thing. I love that. I'm glad you brought that up. So, yeah, it's interesting. You know, the word gratitude, the root word is grace and the root word of grace is gift. So it is a gift to you first, whatever it is that God wants to inspire you to share with others. It is first a gift to you. We love others. Jesus says freely you have received that freely you can give. We skip over the freely that we receive. We, we forget this is a continuous receiving of God's grace, continuing receiving this gift. And if you're in a season where you're having to give a lot, for instance, work is stressful. Maybe we've lost our job. Maybe we're hit with fibromyalgia. Our body is just like at a crawl. Maybe um, our kids right now in a season, um, they are just needing extra work (laughs) because it's tough for them. And you're already expending that 
soul care account. Okay. Then it's time to stop other areas where you're having to be drained so that we can get filled because you want to receive the gift of peace and joy first. You need to refill that peace and joy first, and then you can release it to the other people around us. And by the way, the church is God's people. It isn't only a community. And so your community right now is perhaps your family. And that community may be just yourself because Elijah himself was burned out. And God said, just lie here and sleep. Let me bring you some water. Let me bring you some food. And we don't realize before Elijah heard from God, that quiet whisper, he actually had spent more than 40 weeks in a place of doing nothing except rest, rejuvenation, and being away from everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. So um, tell us what your stop technique is. If somebody catches themselves in a place of rumination, what do they do? Well, uh, the stop technique is that we first want to be able to stop and to breathe. We want to fill our minds. And we talked about this in our podcast already, that we want to be able to stop and to breathe, to fill our mind with what God is saying to us. And then we can do our breath work. We can relax and breathe into that. That is the one technique where we can stop. And this can be as we're washing the dishes. A lot of times we hold that tension. We don't even realize, you know, for me, I hold my tension in my shoulders. Where do you hold your tension? Nearly everybody does from what I've seen. Yeah. Like right here, the traps. Uh Yes. So the minute we stop, we become aware. How am I feeling? Mm -hmm. First of all, second, then we do our breath work. We have God's word (laughs) to pray and just release to him as we're breathing in and breathing out. And it's so important that we can name those stresses. So a lot of times we may just talk about you know, what we tell ourselves, you know, trust in God, but we want to trust him by releasing our worries, the name, the thing that is bothering us. And that can be our exhale. So that stop technique is part of stopping that negative rumination and then breathing out. Sense. So is there anything that I have not asked you that you want to make sure you leave with our audience? I think the main thing that is just a word of encouragement is that God wants us to rest. And this is a top priority. Yeah. And we just don't hear that enough with our body. It's just a, like a flashing dashboard on the car. It's time for you to take care of yourself. And that's why I'm so passionate because I never understood before how important it was that God wants us to first receive his peace and joy. And I was so focused on taking care of others, focused on getting things done, not because I didn't want to relax, but I didn't know how. I think that's the main thing I would share as a last word of encouragement is that many of us have gone through our childhoods and we picked up messages about what's important And so my mom, she wasn't a loving mother. And I think a lot of women um, struggle with things that are like that, whether it's the father or your, your, maybe it's your sibling. I don't know where it is that 
we picked up that message that you're only valuable or important if you can do something for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it's it could be the church that we grew up in. And so I think that it's important us to release any sense of shame or guilt when we struggle with anxiety, panic attack, depression, because it just means that you need more love. You need more care. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. And so I think that was my big aha moment because I, I didn't want anyone to think that my faith was flawed. I didn't want somebody to think that my thinking was wrong because those are the things that as I grew up, my mother would always criticize me about, Mm -hmm. oh, you're not trusting God Mm -hmm. or second, you know, what's wrong with you? Why are you thinking like that? Mm -hmm. And so we pick those messages up and they become our own internal critic. So when I'm most stressed, that's what I usually say to myself, what's wrong with you, Bonnie? Stop thinking this way. And that had been my approach towards faith. God, help me to think correctly. (laughs) Help me to stop this, you know, bad thinking. And it wasn't until my body started showing the stress that God was saying to me and Jesus, his voice, no, dear one, your thinking is fine. What you need is to experience my peace. I want you to start taking better care of yourself, Bonnie. I want to ask you, what do you enjoy? What do you like to do? What can make you filled with joy or peace? What's comforting to you? These are all questions that no one has ever asked me before. Yeah. And so maybe those that are listening, this might be the first time you are considering it. What would give me comfort? What would give me joy? What would refill my tank? And maybe nobody has ever asked you that. And you thought, well, that's just for kids. I would say, Jesus said, don't keep these children from me. In fact, the greatest in my kingdom is having faith as a child. So this is the path to wellness is really our identity as a child, as a little girl or a little boy with Jesus. Jesus wants to take care of us, but he can only do it through our hands and feet. So that would be my last encouragement is that you are worth it. You are that little girl in God's arms that he wants to hold and encourage. And as we're grown up in our faith, we are adults now. So that means we can do those things that we missed out on. We can learn to experience on those things that maybe somebody else had taken from us or had wounded us. And they're important to God. You are important to God. Yeah. So um, as you're talking, I'm thinking of the story of Mary and Martha, where Mary sits at his feet and listens to him, where uh, Martha is busy doing all the serving and all the tasks. And she thinks that Mary's being lazy and tells Jesus to tell her, (laughs) like, come help me. But he says she chose the better thing. She chose the better way. Absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Hi. 
FYI, everyone, if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Where can people go to find out more about you? Yes, please join me. First, take the Soul Care Quiz at soulcarequiz.com. When you take that quiz, you'll be able to get a chance to uh, join my newsletter. And this is a soul care newsletter. You'll get a tip every week on soul care and a scripture that will just strengthen your heart. You can listen to my podcast at Breathe the Stressless Podcast and pick up my new book. It's a book where I put 21 stressors and solutions that you can use to overcome moments of stress, anxiety, go to thebreathebook.com, thebreathebook.com. So pick it up because we're going to do a book club. I'll be leading every week for us to learn how to do practice soul care. Cause you know, it takes encouragement. You know, no, I I didn't learn this in a vacuum. I had other people on my path that helped encourage me. And so now I want to encourage you. So go to thebreathebook.com and sign up for the joining that weekly zoom and a Facebook group. If, if you want to do the Facebook group, but, um, thank you, Dr. Lauren, for inviting me so that I can share this message to more, uh, women that are looking for relief and flourishing in wellness. It's, it's my life message because God helped me. And I just want to share and help as many people as God puts on my path. Well, thank you so much. And I will put in the show notes, the links to all of those things. And thanks for everything that you had to share, Bonnie. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It's so easy to talk with you and um, God bless you in your ministry. Are you looking for a holistically minded healthcare practitioner who truly treats root cause rather than symptom suppression? Unfortunately, even in the alternative healing professions, this isn't a given. That's why I've created wholehealthdoctor.com, a resource to help connect patients to healthcare practitioners in their area who share a root cause philosophy. Alternatively, most of the practitioners listed also practice telehealth. So if there isn't anyone local to you, you can still find a great practitioner to help you regain optimal health. Go to wholehealthdoctor.com. That's whole healthdr.com, type in your location or just the specialty that you're looking for and find the practitioner who's right for you. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you. So please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter. At Dr. Lauren DeVille. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you.
The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.